0: to the NBC network, the sales world channel, the podcasters channel with your Silicon H. As you hear the sales world channel, you know, we're going to talk sales and business and enterprise and leadership and success hurdles, you name it. We have it today because my guest, uh, is a guru on this business, you know, level of sales and, uh, entrepreneur. I mean, creative, uh, he's, he's done quite a bit. I mean, uh, he started a few things uh, early on, and he's he's the CEO of Global Sales. I mean, we we got to talk about. We're gonna have fun. We have a treat today. So for those of you who are into the sales world, this is exactly a a, a show that you want not miss. All right. So with me, I have Evan Samit. Evan, how you doing, man?
1: Hey, thank you for that introduction. That was a. I could hire you as a, as a hype man. That was a. I'm now okay. I'm
0: fi- not, not that I wasn't fired up before, <laughs> but now
1: I'm. Now I'm really uh, fired up. I'm ready to I'm ready for some walkout music now, maybe a UFC fighter or something. Like I'm fired up now. What, what, thanks, well thanks. Uh, thanks for having me.
0: No, no worries, Evan. Well, you know, salespeople, I mean, we kind of like this is like a, a motivation thing for us. Like <sighs> when you get when you get to 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 talk, you know, shop, you know, this is this is I mean, I do a lot of different topics and I do a lot of shows but but when we come it comes to sale that's like just like something 2d like, like i have a chromosome extra you know piece and then it's funny so- we were
1: i mean we were talking before we were recording too and you know it, it was an introduction and then we started talking about sales and then we're just free flowing and i don't know if we're rolling i mean it's both it's in both of our dnas which which is why i'm excited to be here and talk with you i mean we could have done we could have done 30 minutes before we even hit the record button so you know, it'll be great to to, to talk. Uh, excuse me to to discuss what we even talked about before we started recording, and you know, mixing some new topics. So I'm super excited to uh, to get started. And as I said, thanks for having me on.
0: Well, listen, I, well, thank you for being on, and and also for sharing, you know, your expertise because, uh, you know, uh, sales is something that no one can do without. Period. And now, I mean, I don't care who's watching or listening right now, you are in sales, whether you like it or not. You're interacting with sales transactions every single day. You talk to someone like, I love what you said. We just hit it off. And that's really what sales is. It's just a discussion. I mean, there's psychology, there's an art, there's a science to it. There's all that stuff. But at the end of the day, it takes, you know, a transaction, you know, an exchange of idea against something else, another idea, another service, another product, but that's all there is. So it is part of life. And it's psychology one-on-one. It does impact health. It does (laughs) impact a lot of things it impacts the world i mean everything is revolving around it now evan go ahead you were going to say something
1: uh, yeah i think i think you know when people talk about sales everyone is so focused on business like you think mm, okay mm. sales is just business related but it's where do you want to go out to eat tonight what you know what do you want to buy at the grocery store you know what do you want to cook and it's and it it's low i guess it's low stake sales but it is sales you know, do you want to, you know, where do you want to go shopping? Do you want to go to Whole Foods? Do you want to go to Trader Joe's? You know, or do you want to, do you want to buy organic? Do you not want to buy, you know, and everything is sales and everyone just thinks of it in, you know, in such a big business sense, but every part of your day is sales. If you're listening to an advertisement, advertisement they're trying to sell you something. If you're choosing between Netflix and Hulu and what to sus- subscribe for, they're trying to sell you something, everything in your daily life, every decision is sales do you drink bottled water do you drink tap water and why so everything that everything that goes on is sales and so to understand the the business side the psychology part of it there's so many different you know different parts of it
0: oh you're right And, and and frankly i mean uh relationships are sales i mean you know uh Politicians, politics are sales, mm-hmm. you know, medicine is sales. Everybody sells and farmers sells. I mean mm-hmm. everything is, is everything is for sale, folks. And someone's like, Well, I'm not for sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd be surprised. You always trade you you trading stuff. I'm not talking you physically, <laughs> folks, you know, but we're talking about the idea of you know, things that you do sometimes you sell in or sell out, you know, mm. things. You know, even your you know, that people that sell their soul. Yeah. <laughs> and we, <right. laughs> we don't want to even go there, but but you know what I mean, folks. You know, it's it's a transaction that that is almost necessary as part of life, you know. Uh religion is sales. I mean, you name it, everything is sales. I mean. Um, And and again, I love what you said. We always think sales is the business sales, like, you know, sales, numbers, growth, right? So uh, business development, which one concept opens up to more concepts. You're talking about marketing. That's the bigger piece, right? You know, but, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter a small transaction. If you're talking to your kids, you're selling. If your kids are talking to you, my kids come to me dad uh I, oh let's talk oh that's it there's a pitch <laughs>
1: you know you hey know. dad i want ch- i want chocolate for dinner tonight <laughs> <laughs> but
0: you know you I mean there's always there's always a transaction going your friend is talking to you you know y- you talk to someone randomly they're going to pitch you something or an idea or a thought or something and they're going to convince you why that thought is relevant. And that's opinion (laughs) and then you have the same and then you're going to go back. So that's simple as that. But so before we go into like the deep core discussion here, Evan, a little bit about yourself, because you do have quite a bit. I, you know, I did a little introduction, but it's not enough, you know, to really say who is Evan. So let's talk about you and your story.
1: So I started my first business, uh, telling or giving tennis lessons, excuse me. And, you know, booking private courts in my area and advertising and trying to meet people in my local town in New Jersey. And just running a little self-serve tennis lesson business. Started when I was 13. Taught me a lot about business. Taught me a lot about being on time, which is huge in sales and just basically any business. Especially because I was too young to even drive myself. So to have to coordinate a ride from a parent to then meet up to give a lesson and a ride or a walk home. And did that all throughout high school. And then when I was in college, uh, when I was 19, I was a sophomore. I really saw EDM and house music starting to really take over college campuses and the need for people to want to be at live events really started with Avicii and at that time Swedish House Mafia announced their final four, supposed to be their, their final four shows ever, three at the Barclay Center and one at Madison Square Garden. And you know foolishly, but not foolishly. I knew what was going on, but I didn't you know I didn't have the, the analytics. But having my you know my nose to the ground, I invested ninety eight percent of my capital and bought as many tickets as I could to the final Swedish House Mafia four shows, and I took the six thousand dollars I invested and turned it into over twenty thousand dollars, and I was around college just you know, as an intramural ref and said, okay, this is you know this is much more lucrative and, and much more fulfilling and rewarding than than what I was doing, so I started in you know, buying tickets to different events. Beyonce had just played the Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, bon Jovi was, you know, picking up his tour. So it's really started learning the ins and outs of the concert business and the season ticket sporting business and just buying tickets to, you know, what I thought were popular events and really basing it off the need for for people to want to be there live. I mean, social media was, was blowing up at this time and, you know, snapchat and wanting to be there and and video sharing so just started you know without much knowledge in the in the concert and sporting entertainment business just just launched the ticket insider and ran that company successfully for five years uh, before i had an exit opportunity which which came in 2018 and then right at that time four to five months later i started with a key investment group as one of the very, very first employees at the company. And we've now, you know, helped grow that company, 10X employees over 10X sales growth, and, you know, have become the, you know, the powerhouse, the powerhouse company we are today.
0: There's quite a bit in there. So let me, let me go back <laughs> to the source. So first things first, you know, it seems that you were meant to for entrepreneurship, I mean, it was it was your in your DNA. I mean, talking about DNA business, you know, at that age, at thirteen, most of the kids are not thinking about how to make money, you know, and then giving courses and teaching and doing stuff. And they're thinking about just how much time time I'm gonna put on a game show, or, like you know, going a game, you know, or on a console and and just, you know, binge a little bit of a few, uh, I don't know, uh, Halos or uh, Fortnites <laughs> or whatever. Right. You know, so that was not you. And, uh, and, and oh, you might have done that part, but, but, but the fact is you were, uh, autonomous, you were innovative, you were entrepreneur, you know, by, by default, you wanted something. Uh, you, it's funny, as you said that, you know, uh, how it taught you a lot of things and want to be in, in on time. And, you know, I mean, Listen, I can tell you, my kids are, are not on time, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as much as I'd like them to be, you know, it, it doesn't work that way. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not, but, but the fact is that age, you don't really think these things, but you did, then you planned correctly and you, and you had something to offer because I mean, you were good at what you did. That's even on its own, something that you've learned early on and you practice well and you became good at it and you were able to even teach it. And that's in itself something else because everybody that, that, that knows business in general. And even live, you have to learn something that you can actually provide in order for you to get value, you know, for you and others. Right. And ultimately you did that in an early age, which basically that was already a drive in you. And you did that now in college. And you also saw the opportunity. There was an opportunity in the tennis teaching and you kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm going to do this. And then, then as you went to college, you just say, well, the next one. And, and frankly, in college, you're right. Games and concerts is big stuff. Right. And you're like well this is this this might be something here and and again well you it's test funny that, yeah you yeah did it. sorry
1: to cut you like like you said you know in in high school i thought about learning and one thing my mother always told me was just to be polite to people and i wasn't i wasn't the worst student but i wasn't the best student but i always just got by i held the door open for for people i asked people how they were doing and it, it really goes a long way in sales and in everything, you know, people always want to work with people they like. It's, it's very natural. You go to, you go to your local restaurant and, and why do you go? The food's probably as good as the other 10 restaurants that are on the block, but you like the owner, you like the service, you like to interact with people who, who you like and, and are personally and are friendly. So, you know, I learned that early on in business. Was I the best tennis player in my town? Definitely not. But I was, again, I was always on time. Everything that, one thing I learned from that is everything that you can control, you have to be on top of. You can control whether or not you say good morning, good afternoon. You can control to a 99 extent, 99% extent if you're on time. So if you can get those those things out of the way, ma- emailing someone back right away, not making someone wait. You know, obviously there's being on your phone too much, but if someone texts you, you get back to them within a reasonable time. Something that you can control goes a long way in business that will make people want to work with you regardless of what your price is. You can charge maybe a couple of dollars more than the the next person because the people want to work with you. And and no matter what business you're in, whether it's I've been in the food business, I've been in the concert business, I've been in some social media marketing businesses when you're going to pitch different clients if you're nice and you respect people and you're friendly and you're on uh, all these things, I just said, it goes so, so far that I'm not saying that the work is secondary because it's not, but you have such a leg up that again, you can, you can name your price and it's, it's invaluable. And those are things that really, because my mother taught me those things so young, even at 13, at 19, when I started my second business, I felt like I was already 60% through
0: it. I just had to execute on my business plan. Well, that, 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 thank you for bringing that up because the idea of is being nice and being, you know, very, uh, I guess personable people enjoy your presence and, and to do stuff. They prefer to deal with you than maybe someone who's kind of like, uh, you know, not really. And I'm not talking about charm and stuff that also helps, but I'm talking about more like just personality you, know, you have an open, you're, it, it it's a I would like to talk to you. I mean, like you, you feel that. And by the way, that's energy that you can feel. And specifically, it says now we talked earlier about the idea that sales is everybody, and we do it every day. But not everybody thrives in sales as a profession because not everybody's got those characteristics. And that's when you become, you know, it takes a certain individual type to be actually a salesperson, and and really make a living out of that because the pitching and the stuff takes a lot of stuff besides learning the tricks and the trade and the science and the art of sales, the person itself is, is the core thing. If, if you suck, I mean, you go to a store, there are two, you know, salespeople, one really, you don't get along. You don't feel. And the other one you feel, I forgot that there was a movie with Steven Seagal, I think, and, um, DMX, and there was a scene where DMX is going to buy a car and um, you know, so he walks in, and this dude, you know, uh, I mean, there's some racial stuff in that that piece. But the idea is that this dude kind of was a little too, I guess, pompous, and he didn't see, you know, the, the guy Dmx, who was actually a rich, you know, entrepreneur, with you know uh, the value that he could even afford the car. And then the other dude, you know, who was, you know, the the less, you know, uh, aggressive, but he was a lot more pleasant, wound up getting the deal. And 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 that scene actually I've used in trainings. Even when you look at it visually, like. Oh shit, This is what it's supposed to happen. Don't be too aggressive. You know, don't assume and things like that. And that's again, personality is everything. You go to a car dealership, I you know how I many times I've had actually opportunities where I said, mm. you know, can I just deal with somebody else because I don't, you know, I, or I I don't buy because I don't like the vibe, the person. It happens even on the phone. So this is something we see on transactions on a day to day basis. But the person, the individual, that's something that that is. Or value of anybody that can't yeah, and wants to be to, to be successful. Well yeah, I think to, a, too. I, yeah. I think go the ahead.
1: I think the most interesting part is everyone has a hobby or a passion. And you see people who get in sales and maybe they're in a certain type of sales because they feel like that's where the money is. And they go, mm-hmm. Okay, if I'm in tech sales, if I'm in cybersecurity sales, if I'm in, you know, real estate sales because real estate's so expensive. But what if you're not passionate about it? Then you're almost force selling, right? Every business that that I've been in, I love tennis. I've, I told you before the call, I, I live in Florida because I could play tennis every single day outside. I love going to concerts. Or- I'm going to a concert tomorrow. I love going to sporting events. I'll go to heat games. I was at the World Baseball Classic. I go to Dolphins games being down here. I love Mediterranean food. I mean, I can eat Mediterranean food every single night. I work with falafeling. I mean I've always believed in aligning myself with businesses that I actually care about because I'm I'm selling but I'm really believing the words that are coming out of my mouth. I'm belie- when I tell you that I truly believe tennis is the single best sport alive and it's I, and I can't even find you a close second one. I truly believe that. I'm not selling you anything. You're in New Jersey, I'm in Florida. I'm not selling you on a tennis lesson. You know, I just, I just truly believe that you could tell by my voice. I think going to concerts, you go to a concert. If you sit in the very front row, it's the experience is going to blow your mind. And true story. A little sidetrack. I saw the same band. I saw them once in an okay seat and once in the front row, same exact set, three times as good of experience, go take a Netflix special, watch it online, go see that comedian live in person you'll think they're three times as funny and it can be the same exact set i truly believe in the in the services that i'm selling and a lot of people you know they'll say oh i'm not a good sales a salesperson but if you get them talking on a topic that they're interested in then they suddenly become a good salesperson so a lot of it is just finding what you're interested in and what you're actually passionate about and I'm very fortunate and I've been very lucky that I've aligned myself in businesses that I care about, but maybe for someone listening who's selling who's either in sales or they think they're not good at sales, listen to this and say, what do you, what are you passionate about? Do you, do you like food? Do you, you know, do you like sports? What, what do you like? And do you like clothing? Okay. You like clothing. You, maybe you love yoga. Can you sell yoga mats? I, I don't, I do, yo- I do stretching here on my carpet. Maybe someone could sell me a better yoga mat and if they told me the benefits maybe is for my back or something, then they can convince me to buy one. So I think you know, for people who, as I just said, are listening to this and maybe they feel like they're at a dead end or they think they're good at sales, but maybe they're not in the right position, really brainstorm about what you're passionate about and how can you get a position somewhere or start your own position, even if it's a small business, and sell
0: something that you really care about. Well, Evan, you're touching on some real uh, important piece in terms of, of sales and, and, and just making it, right? You're right. I mean, first of all, if you like to do sales in general and you have that drive, that's that's a great. But I love what you said. If you're not passionate about what you do, you're not going to deliver. Your performance is going to be weak, and you're going to burn out quick, and you're going to hate your job, and you're going to hate yourself, and you're going to be like, oh, my God. And you're also, you know, touch on the idea that some people get into it almost by default because that's where I can make the money or the most money because yeah sales if sales is is one one function one profession that you cannot really not you know um lose and because you know it's performance driven you more you can you you know it's a number game you definitely as long as you're pitching you're gonna sell Uh, how good and how many sales you do gets better based on on your expertise and stuff but it only gets better if you really love what you do but if you get into it just because that's the default, that's like you know there's nothing available. Let me just get into this role, and you're gonna do it for a few months. But that's not really where your heart is. Now you might have everything, but you say, but you're right. I don't believe in this dead product. <laughs> no, no. Well, you see a lot that. of
1: yeah. you see a lot of job postings, and they'll say, okay, if you're in X field, you'll make sixty thousand dollars. But if you see them in sales, it'll say forty thousand to two hundred thousand. And people probably, you know, people might just see that super big number of 200,000 saying, wow, I can't make that at, you know, a 60 or $70,000 salary. Let me take that position. And then you're at this position and you go, okay, well, I don't believe in what I'm selling. And then how long do you realize if you're not good at it and you're not passionate about it and you're giving a low monotone, low, you know, you're giving speech like that, low monotone, low, low energy instead of high energy something you care about you know until you realize that you're out of that position so you know as you said you you really have to be passionate and care about you know whether it's a product or a service what you're what you're selling
0: well you're a perfect example you're talking about tennis like it's the only thing that exists out there <laughs> there's no other thing and you believe in that That from your heart <laughs> And trust me, that's exactly. I talk about martial arts almost the same way. You know, that's like that thing for me, right? And and everybody's got something, you know, in in this stuff. I I mean, in insurance sales and help, you know. And I believe in that stuff because I know we help people. I know we save people. And you know, as much as there's controversy about how the insurance you know, companies and you know, uh, there's cost, there's that they don't approve things, but they th- there's a lot more to that. And and you know, I get I've been getting that from the beginning of times where I started in this industry. Where like, oh, you know this. But once you believe in it, you can explain what it means to people. You can really, and I can speak about it like happily. And there's no one that can actually stop me. And there's no one that can, you know, tell me otherwise. Because I can convince you with facts, with everything. I can give you anything to prove to you. Because I believe in it. But if I, to your point, I'm not... You know, listen I mean I also used to teach you know uh, real estate sales and I was a real estate you know agent and I was an investor in, in real estate and I can tell you I taught thousands of real estate agents and one thing we used to I used to teach although we taught law, but I always made the analogies what the law is and how it you know it, it actually uh, applies in real life. And I always tell them like th- there's there's two salespeople that can walk into the same home show in a home and one will be like this is the bathroom uh, this is the kitchen, this is a bathroom. I mean, everybody knows what a bathroom looks like. I mean, like, you know, it has a bowl, it has a cigarette, but it's not. It's like everybody knows what a kitchen looks. But if I make you feel the experience that you're going to have with your family cooking and stuff, you know, imagine yourself making <clears throat> dinners. I mean, you get into like a visual and you get excited about that people are going to love it. But if the person is so dull and monotonous and is like, uh, like, okay. Sure, thank you very much. You know, and well, they I think just-
1: it, 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 you're <laughs> right because in business sales, right, you you do have to make a living. So I can give you tennis lessons. Yes, you could also have someone throw you a ball or go hit against the wall, and yes, you can do that for free. I'm in the I'm in the ticketing business, and yes, I'm. I, you know, I'll come out head front. There are some, you know, negative aspects of the business. You know, everything around Taylor Swift and inflated ticket prices, but. I truly believe in the experiences that, that I sell, you know, in the food business, it's the same thing. You go to a restaurant, you buy a hamburger for $20, go to your local grocery store. Hamburger maybe cost you a dollar if that, you know, but you're selling the service and you, you buy a t-shirt, you buy a Lululemon shirt for a hundred dollars, or you buy an expensive high-end luxury shirt, shirt might cost them, sub ten dollars to make and you're paying sub sixty sub seventy. sorry you're paying over sixty over seventy dollars but it's sales and, and it's still it's still business and it's and that's just the end of it. But if you if you truly believe in what you're selling, you know that you're giving that person a better experience. And that person at the end of the day is happy to pay a premium. Why is someone happier to sit in the front row than the back row? Because it is a better show. Why is someone happier to buy a Lou lemon shirt than maybe a shirt at their local discount store? Because it's better quality. They feel better when they work out in it. They look better. So yes, everyone has to make money on sales. Everyone in life has to make money to be able to afford the things and live and so on and so forth. But if you believe in you, you believe in what you're selling. Then, then all that really goes out the window.
0: Well, thank you. And and, and again, I, you you used the word experience, uh, and and really, that's what it is. It's all about like, what does that mean for you? How are you going to feel about yourself with this product or service? And if I can really believe in it, I will exchange that. You will see that. You will feel it. I will describe it in a way that you're. Before you even get that thing, you're already looking forward to it. Like you're like, ah, oh, that sounds, that's exactly what I want. And there's, there's a way to get there too. I mean, you, like you said, the first thing it starts, like you can't get into a product or service. That is not something that you can even vibe that you or yourself will not even use. That's the other thing, right? If you really want to sell yeah. something, if you're not gonna, it's not something you would usually buy, or you would really rather not, you know, buy if you didn't have to, then that's not something you're going to pitch. But if something I'm going to use, I'm the first customer. And I love it. I use it every day. Well, guess what? There is no one that can actually convince me. Otherwise I will get you the experience. I will describe it in a way that you'd be like, wow, you know, you're going to get wowed out big time.
1: And it's funny because it, hey, there's <laughs> this happened a couple of days ago, real random, but there was an issue with our sink and, and the, and the water coming out and like this guy came over and, and I'm not a very handy person. And he, this guy who was a plumber was so excited. About different things that you could, and in my mind, like I didn't know you could be excited about doing things in a drain or or different, you know, clarity in water. But this guy obviously found his calling, and he charged more than every other plumber we looked at. But the guy was just so damn happy to be in our house and explaining everything that I said. Okay, this is like this is the guy we have to go with. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even look at another person. So you, you find something and. You know, if you're lucky where it's a it's a service where maybe other people, you know, where the common person is is not as familiar with it or the average person is not as passionate about it. You know, my girlfriend's father, for example, is is obsessed with details on cars. And, you know, we were you know, we were detailing our car and he was loving every single second of it. I was ready to stop 30 seconds in and go inside and watch football. But, you know, he's so passionate about it. And he, you know, we were working on it. He did such a good job. And you find out where, when it's something where you're passionate, your work is better. You know, this he did an amazing job on this on this service where I probably would have done a tenth of as good of a job because I wouldn't have been as passionate about it as he was.
0: You know, uh, thank you for, for, for sharing that. Because here's the thing, like one of the um, common, um, I guess, Objections against salespeople in general, like, you know, reputation of salespeople is that they're, they're so aggressive. They're just pushy people. And, you know, and the reason that's happening is because there's a bunch of folks that get into the sales function and profession without the passion and and the belief. And so what they do is they really just sell because they have no choice, no option. They push it. And it, it gives that experience that is negative about sales. But a true, see, salespeople, the true salespeople are not really selling anything. They're advisors. They actually highlight the values that are available to them. They love what they have and they make you feel that that whatever it is they're selling before you even have it, you actually so much want it that you're willing to pay the price, as you said. And and that's really people want the experience rather than just, you know, yeah, you we can talk about like well, the cost, everybody's gotta watch out for their pocket. But when you love something that much, you will actually pay the price. People well, will I think wait. there's
1: two different I'm yeah. sorry to cut you up. I think there's two different, there's two different types of sales. It, it, you know, there's probably more, but I'll highlight too. There's there's purchases that you make that you're excited about, whether it's you know that fancy dinner that that nice new pair of shoes for me, you know the new tennis racket, and then there's purchases where you unfort you know unfortunately have to do whether it's cleaning your gutter or fixing your sink or you know buying a new water filter or you know buying paper towel like necessary
0: that just
1: uh, yeah just. Just you're doing them. And if you're in that sales position, you need to get in your client's head. If someone's buying a new car, it's especially a luxury car, you can't sound like a used car salesman. them. This is, this is a purchase that. You know, if it's a lease, it's once it's every three years. If it's a purchase, it could be once every six years, they've waited multiple, multiple years to make this purchase. This is something they are looking, they've been looking forward to. They block time off their calendar. They're ready to test drive. And you have to understand where that person's coming from and say, how can I make this the best experience? Or on the flip side, if you're just selling, you know, like a paper towel or you're selling something someone wants quick and done, then understand that too. Give them the quick pitch, show them the excitement and tell them how efficient it'll be. And they'll be able to put this problem or in their mind, their problem to the side and you can move on to your next client. So you really need to understand not every product is the same. Not every service is the same. People are going to view it. You know, you said you're in real estate. That's the biggest purchase anyone makes in their life is their first house. You you can't do that stale in 10 minutes. You know, some people might take a months to, to to finally pull the trigger on their dream home. And maybe they get it ripped under them. And, oh, no, I can't buy one. So and then, you know, then you have to go convince them. Oh, you know, there's a, there's another house. Here's Here's a better house. Here's a house where... You can envision your family so you need to understand the service that you're selling and why is that person buying your service and what and what are they trying to get if is it a lifelong experience something they're going to talk about or is it something boom quick on to the next one and and then once you once you understand that you know it will make a huge it will make a huge difference going forward it does
0: it does and 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 again i mean it's you know, quite a few elements. I mean, these are all the factors. And you're right. I mean, if it's something that you need, you're gonna get no matter what. And you need to know what that is. And you're right. Something that is a life changing, you know, opportunity or experience. That's a different pitch. And you you gotta you, you can't fly by it. You have to do it correctly. Mm-hmm. But again, that's that's the point is that we're trying to make here is that the people that get into this profession that don't have the drive and the passion, they mix up these things and they don't do it correctly. But those that choose, and you're right, a, a salesperson. Here doing this product A maybe may suck at A, but if they get into a product B that is really them, they're gonna be awesome about it. Wow. They're gonna be successful about it. So, but finding that not out of necessity or just you know pure because I have to pay the bills, you're doing it, and that's the other thing. Like, but that's also going for everything else, right? If we do what we love, we never work, right? Exactly. You're, you're, I mean, that, yeah, <laughs> that's it.
1: That that co- that quote is dead on it, and you find yourself you know, you find yourself wanting wanting to do work because you, you're trying to accomplish a goal and you're trying to, if you really can relate to your client, then hopefully turns into, you know, maybe a friend down the line. You're trying to get them to hit that experience that, that you have and you feel satisfied, you know, you feel satisfied when you do it and it's a hot, you want it. if If you sell a house, if you're in real estate, and you see someone all settled into their house, you get the highest selling it. You want to sell another house. You know, you want to sell the same house. You want to sell a bigger house. I feel that. I mean, I've been I've been in the now the the entertainment industry for over over a decade, and to me, there's always new acts I want people to experience. There's there's always a new game. You know, we're we're selling tickets right now for the Detroit Lions, and the Detroit Lions haven't been the in the playoffs since 1993. I mean, there's there's people in Detroit who I was born in 1993. They've they've even seen a home playoff game since I was born. <laughs> yeah, and you're you know I'm a, I'm a I'm a Giants fan. I got a Dolphins game, but I've experienced two Super Bowls in my lifetime. And you know you hope for people who, who are Detroit Lions fans. You know this is this is an experience, and you know being there in person, and whether it's taking your kids or taking your parents, you know it's a it's a once in a yeah. You know, they may not be back yeah. for another thirty yeah. years. It's a, it's a, it's a once in a it's a once in a lifetime. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, the great lines fan saying they'll never be there again, but I'm joking. It'll, it'll be a once in a, you know, once in a lifetime experience. and
0: Maybe you know, not for we, the game. But we we want but- to be
1: able to sell that. And you know, it's everything. It's, it's driving to the game. It's the tailgate. It's, you know, putting on your jerseys, taking the family photos before you go. It's not just the game, you know, we're selling, it's an experience that we're selling. It's, It's the day, it's the week. Adventure. (laughs) It's 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 the it's the full thing, it's the driving, it's the high fiving, the random person behind you after they score a touchdown. You know, it's the bonding. The bonding and and you know, this this is more than just ticketing. It's if you're if you're selling a product or a service, how do you make it so much more than that service? If I give a tennis lesson, how do I you know, how do I say, Okay, that tennis lesson, if you can use that backhand into your next match and then in your tie break at five all you can hit a backhand that we worked on for a winner and then you win the match how can i equate that lesson to that that, that feeling that you're going to get when you hit that you know victory shot as you said in real estate how do how do i how do i equate that ha- house sell to the first family dinner in the home to you know the first time your kid maybe brings their spouse home to dinner and the first you know the first christmas or the first holiday In that home, the first big family Thanksgiving. How do you tie all these, you know, other events to the to what you're selling? And you know, it's 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 the high that you get, and it's it's what makes you want to keep going.
0: In your example, for example, the tennis. Yeah, you're teaching them to do the back. You do all these tricks, but. But really, what you you're getting them prepared for is that win that might get them to the to the starlight or to or the yes. spotlight to to become the next champions and to to become the big league stuff, you know. And so you sell them what that means to them. And now you're in in a different lifestyle, and you know now that you're in the famous you know realm and so, right. and so on. So there's a whole thing they can look forward to from that. But if if you have nothing, it's just a back, you know, <laughs> strike. It's over, right? It stays there. But if there's more to it, you're you open their mind to visual, and they they wow, I could see myself doing that. That goes for acting. That Mm -hmm. goes for every single thing. I mean, everything is about that. And 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 you know, it's it's amazing because you said it. I mean, you're selling a game, which by the by the way, it's the Super Bowl. Everybody knows the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And you know what? The even if the teams come back. You as a person, are you gonna be there? Uh, you might be in a different state. You might not be able to afford it. There's a lot of things. So you're selling the time. You're selling the place. You're selling the event. You're selling the experience. You're selling the whole entourage. The whole from A to Z. The whole thing, and that makes a difference. And you're not really selling it. You're explaining what that value to you is. The well, memories.
1: You, exactly. And sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't. You don't equate that, right? If, if let's say let's say you're buying a pair of shoes. Someone sells you a pair of shoes my sister really got into running and, you know, her and I, you know, both we were wearing the the on clouds and we were able to take one pair of shoes. And now she, she's run half marathons and marathons. So you're taking that purchasing of shoes, something we bonded over. She tried it out. She really got into running. She said she used to run in pain. Now she doesn't run in pain. Now she runs half marathons and marathons. One, one shoe purchase marathon runner. And years, years experience. Sometimes you don't, you don't even think of that thing, but you know, you gotta be able to, when you're selling, you know, see, see the bigger picture. If you're selling, let's say you're in, you know, mergers and acquisitions and you, you know, you sell a, you sell a business or someone purchases a business, they now can set up a business, you know, another business. So they take that business that they sold and maybe they provide a beach house for their family and they, they have family get together. You're taking one moment and it's creating another moment. So all these different products or services that you're selling, you're selling so much more than just that tiny good or that tiny service. You're selling experiences that can last years. Same thing with me in concerts. I remember when I went to go see Luke Bryan for the very first time, my friends convinced me to go and it was at the very infancy of my business I've now seen Luke Bryan over 10 times. And I saw Luke Bryan for the first time almost a decade ago. I've taken family, friends to, to see the shows. I mean, one experience, one sale has now has now left decade over a decade of of long-lasting memories for me. So when you you know when you really think about it that way, and and sometimes it's it's hard in the moment. It's hard to say, okay, how if on a Friday afternoon, how is this one sale? You know really important well it is because it can it can really it can really lead to a life a lifetime of memories
0: well it does and 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 again it's it's amazing because it's the benefit the value that really and 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 the long-term value not just the instant value because i mean you could be something that i'm just a use of it but like what it means in history in terms of like because here's the thing in time all you have is those memories and some things that come in our lives make those memories. You know account and and you know i mean look mastercard right they sell that card but if you think about it whatever they do the advertising talk it's priceless but they show you a moment in life with someone a loved one a trip and and then it's mastercard it's really and then it's priceless they're selling you the emotions and then and because that wow oh yeah this, this is gonna help you know and subconsciously you're already like hooked i want this because i'm gonna have that and really it's, it's that kind of, you know, I mean, again, I'm talking about psychology, psychology, sales is psychology one, one it's really getting people to, to deep dive into their own emotions and stuff and changing. And you're right. You might not do it if you are selling just basic elements, but you could, you know, someone says like, well, what do you think of this? Shoe? Well, I can tell you, this is going to make you look great. I mean, this is like high end, this is going to make you feel like the stars, you know, and so on okay. and so forth. You know, your self-esteem is different. You know, the first thing that people look at is your shoe.
1: <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's exactly and it and it's it's a different it's a different set of mind. You think of Mastercard, I and mean, that's a perfect example. You think of Corona; they're just showing you a beach on every commercial. But even if, let's let's say you're a car mechanic. There's nothing worse than and there's very few things worse than your car breaking down on the side of the road. But if you have a good mechanic who, with the first time you bring them, you you know you bring them a car, they fix it in 24 hours, and they and they give it back to you, and it's a very easy, seamless service. The next time your car's on you know broken down on the side of the road, you're gonna feel a little bit of relief saying, okay, I know within 24 hours I have the person who can do this, who can fix it. So even if it doesn't seem like in the grand scheme of things, I'm selling the priceless experience, I'm selling the big party, I'm selling the beach experience, you're still, you know, you're still selling if someone has a flood and you know, you're the you're the carpeting company who can come in and fix up the basement and you, you give a fair price and you're on time and you give a good service. If if you're the cable person who, when Netflix is down, you're in, and you know, you're able to fix it right away. You know, again, it, it might seem like it might not seem that important on the surface, but the next time they have a flood, you're going to have such a more at ease customer because they'll know the person they can call the next time their internet is down right before they have their 7 PM podcast interview. They'll know who who can call who they can call at ten to seven to fix it so they're on time live. So um,
0: that, that what you're saying right now is really the core here because what you're saying is that no matter what it is, you can make a difference in somebody's life, and exactly. as long as you believe in that, you you will make a difference. Your aim should be to make that life something that is like at at least a satisfactory you know experience. At least, oh my God, you're gonna save you save the day. You want to save everybody's day. Like, you know, we have the expression. I have like I, I used to tell this to my 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 teams like you know, you want to be the best thing that happened to these individuals on a day and when they yeah. meet you. That's it. They meet you, there's nobody else that's better than you okay. in that day or even in life because you going to meet them and help them to do better. And I used to say this to people in trainings all the time. I mean, I don't do as many now, but but listen, you are helping yourself by helping others, and and literally, if you're really focused on helping them. By default, you're helping yourself. You don't even have to to worry about you. You just do the deed, and the rest, the fruits are gonna be there for you. Yeah. And that's really what it is. And so, 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 uh, you know, I think we've talked a lot about that that piece of it. But I want to go to you as a as an entrepreneur and as, um, I mean, I definitely you have the drive. You've been like, because you yeah. mentioned a couple of things. First of all, ticket insider. I mean, I I get it. I mean, uh-uh. people know about ticket insider. <laughs> I mean, you know. I didn't think I would be talking to you, but 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 here we are, right? It's something that you know of, but in the odds are like sometimes talking to someone who actually had done something that is that people are using they don't even know. Uh, so so that's the that was great, and and you kept it going, and you're still doing it, and it's it's, and evolved. Now I know it's difficult because there's a lot of nonsense that goes on in ticket sales, and you know there's a hype. There's you got to do it correctly. It's been hard
1: because you know with technology, as in every business, there's. There's things that change over time, but there's also things that are constant. And it's, it's how do you take the constants that you know, which in our business are teams that perform at high levels, artists that people want to see, sunny Saturday nights. You, I mean, you got to put that in perspective. There's nothing better than a summer Saturday night when you don't have work the next day, holiday weekends. And then what? how do you adjust the variables, the different technology, maybe... Different ticket pricing, different promoters—you know, raising and lowering their prices—and and how do you adjust? So you know, with whether it's you know ticketing, whether we're starting my own company or you know joining with Key Investment Group now, it's it's how do you take the constants that you know and you've worked on for so long, and how do you use those against the different variables? And that's something that I've been working on, you know, for eleven years. And there's people who who have been in the industry longer and. You know technology has changed so much and the views of ticketing and live entertainment ticketing have changed so much and I'm, and I'm sure they're going to continue to change but you know there are, there are certain things where I'm going to hold my beliefs and and know what I really truly believe in this business and what works and and what sells and what people want to go to and for as long as I'm in this entertainment business, I'm going to rely on those values and those beliefs and whatever changes around me, I can't control that. I can only adapt and I will do my best every day to make sure I do adapt.
0: Keyword word adaptation here, you adapt to things. I mean, you're right. Everything is evolving, ever evolving. And you know, you to be in it, to win it, you got to continue adapting with the, the technology. You cannot be like, you know, 10, 10 years back in technology when you want to catch up here. Cause you're, you're going to be beat. Right. So you yeah, adapt-
1: we have people who, who we work with and, you know, they talk about stories about going to their local record store, buying CDs. I don't even know if, you know, Best Buy still sells CDs anymore. Tower ta- ta- Records. <laughs> Tower, ta- yeah. You, you have people who, when they used to go, tickets would go on sale, you'd have to go there and you'd, you'd go there and the record stores would print the tickets and you would wait in line early. And and now you go on your computer, you know, to, to buy tickets. So, oh, just then, up an app. <laughs> yeah. You just download an app. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that long ago and, now, as I said, things are always going to be changing. I mean, think of ten years ago—you had to go to the mall to buy clothes. Now there are clothing companies who don't even have physical storefronts. But what has been the what has been the constant over those ten years? People want to wear comfortable. People want to wear comfortable clothes. People want to, you know, uh, food for example, another business. You had to go eat at a restaurant. 15 years ago. Now you can click on a button in 45 minutes, have your food delivered right to your door. But what's been the constant, people want to eat french fries and burgers. That's the constant, people want to eat good food. And so while the making or where you source your food has to be the same, you know the technology has to adapt. And in 10 years, there's going to be different technology and there's going to have to be more adaptations that you're going to have to make. And the people who are going to be the most successful or continue to be the most successful are the people who stay ahead of the trends and adapt, but also focus on the core competency of their business.
0: Oh, I, I love it because, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a true fact is like if you can't adapt, you're not going to be able to survive. It's just, you know, and by the way, that's like that goes for life in general. I mean, yes. you get a set of circumstances, you're going to adapt to whatever the circumstances and you got to find your way to maintain, to survive, to make it through. Now, if you can't keep up, obviously, you you drop, you fold, it's over. You know, a good example, I mean, back in the days, you for those that love to, to go to casinos and stuff, I mean, you had to go to physical yeah, casino, man. and there were only a few locations you can go to. Now you can just download the app and, and do your thing, you know, on, on your computer or TV. So it changed, you know. So things have, obviously, technology changed uh, tremendous. I mean, I, we can just possibly, imagine I had a show yesterday, we talked about so much the AI and the technology and the way things are happening now. I mean, you and I—we probably don't even have to be on the show. Going, maybe <laughs> in the future, we we'll just have our AI version doing this. Well. Right? You know, it—it uh, w- it not be the same. I can tell you that much. My AI will never be me. You know, but but maybe 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 I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe some. Hopefully, AI can hopefully learn you me. are. I like
1: uh, I like the conversation, <laughs> and I like uh, I like the but personality. A hundred, a hundred percent. You, you don't know. You don't know what the you don't know what the future holds. But when when it's when it's becoming relevant, or in an ideal world, six months before it becomes relevant, that's when you'll that's when you'll have to have to make your ch- that's when you'll have to make your changes.
0: I an, here's the thing: one day, you and I will we can be meeting together in a real life, you know, <laughs> studio, or we can be in a meta studio. You <laughs> and I are sitting face to face, having a you know, a, I don't know your favorite beverage, <laughs> and you're sitting right across from me, and the audience can actually literally you know, chime in right from the world, you know, into our, oh, sure. you know, I guess virtual studio, we're all together. Now that is not going to be the same as if we were in a physical studio where you can see us and we can wave and shake hands, but it will be a different experience. All we're saying is that it, it if it has to happen and you want to be part of that, that, that level of life, then you're going to have to be part of it, you know, and and get into it, immerse yourself into it. So so now you talk, you, you, you did the sales, you did all this stuff. And then you went. You talked about you know falafel. I love falafel, by the way. So (laughs) I don't think there's someone that doesn't (laughs) love falafel out there. But you know, I think it's it's pretty healthy food. You Uh, know, I mean, I mean, I've
1: always, I've always, I've always had the belief that Mediterranean Mediterranean food is is the best food. I feel I it's my favorite tasting, and I feel great when I'm done eating it. So it's it's a double win. But you know, getting into that business, I mean, the entertainment business was 2020, and COVID was not a good time for. For a lot of different businesses, uh, entertainment business was really hit hard and unfortunately forgotten about by by a lot of people. And, you know, looking back on it now, you know, people's health, was you know, was more important. And, you know, it was, it's great to see that in the, you know, in the three, I guess now 2024 and three years that have followed, you know, COVID that it's really made a full recovery. There have been certain businesses where it hasn't been the same pre-COVID, I'm uh, sorry, post-COVID as pre-COVID. So looking back I right now, I always feel fortunate that even though we had a year, you know, a year where we couldn't really be in business, you know, we're, we're now as successful as ever. But, but I noticed in that time, you know, I really wanted to align myself with, you know, fast, casual, quick service food businesses. I That's my favorite way to eat personally. I don't love long, sit-down, drawn-out, uh, overpriced dinners. I like quick, healthy. I like that topping and that topping and that topping and that topping. And let's all be quick and let me enjoy my food with the people I care about most. Uh, and at an affordable price. And Falafel Inc., you know, was really a company that still does. Uh, you know, they donate uh, one meal for every meal served. They donate a meal to someone in need which is an amazing cause to to be behind and you know being able to to work in that business really taught me a lot about venture fundraising and you know different growth a lot of my work has been in in digital ticketing so learning about building storefronts and how to do delivery and you know in my in my in my business delivery is instant in you know the food business every second is important you know cold falafel is not as good as hot falafel warm french fries hot french fries crispy french fries are much better than soggy french fries so again learning you know how to cut down delivery times how to open new locations how to work with different venture capitalists and and fundraise and you know stick to your core core beliefs first what you know a venture capitalist would, would would want you to do and you know I was I was very honored to to be able to be part of that business for you know for a year and and you know nothing but respect for for the owners and and really really learned a lot and it helped the business grow and you know they're still growing today and put some really great systems in place there that I know I know that the owner are still are still running with to this day.
0: Then then you started your own. Uh you're part of the you said the investment now uh the group that you're with
1: yeah so i've been with i've been with key investment groups since since 2018 and uh it's it's been it's been an amazing you know it's been an amazing five six years that that i've had with them and you know just just growing and you know being able to expand our our ticketing services and helping provide jobs for for people in the in the Baltimore and Florida area. You know, we've been able to we've been able to help a lot of fans experience, as 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 I stated earlier, unforgettable, memorable, lifelong lasting experiences and being able to grow and, and work in the top events throughout the world. And, you know, helping people right out of college and, and provide jobs for people. And, you know, entertainment and ticketing is is not the most studied field in college but it teaches you a lot of lessons about sales and you really get to meet a lot of fascinating people doing it so i'm still working there now i i love being there i started in in 2018 and i believe when i started we had five or six employees and and now we're you know at you know closer to 100 than we are to 50 so it's it's uh it's a great time to be there. The entertainment business has never been stronger. Uh, there are bigger and better acts coming out every single day. Music, whether it's through TikTok or YouTube, you know, more artists are getting more recognition. In sporting events, more teams are making the playoffs. You have Copa America coming. You have the World Cup coming in twenty twenty six. You have the first Super Bowl in Las Vegas. You have the Oakland moving to Vegas. You have m- NBA in-season tournament, Major League Baseball, seven teams in the playoffs, football, seven teams in the playoffs, NCAA moving to 12 teams. I mean, sports are just getting bigger and bigger and bigger, more acts. It's it's an amazing time to be in the business. and, And I couldn't be more thrilled to be, you know, where we are right now, a key investment group, expanding to global sales and, you know, being able to head that project up myself. We'd always been a domestic company and now, doing international sales which is completely different than domestic sales and much earlier mornings (laughs) but i i wouldn't trade it for anything i I truly do love it
0: so so let's talk about the role i mean you are the head of, of of global sales right now and uh you know that's a big venture on its own i mean now you're talking about this is beyond just the u.s borders i mean everywhere uh, and you said it it's a lot of early hours because you're talking to people that are probably in nine hour difference or 10 hours difference or even more i mean i don't know australia is like yeah i mean hours. we've been we've
1: been uh we've been starting now at three or four in the morning and you know having a dedicated team of people who are willing to get up that early and you know at, at key Investor group we all believe in the vision we all believe in the goal and you know that stems down from our leadership team and uh, the people who you know, I've over twenty people who, who work under me and, and we believe you know, we believe in the goal and that's getting up. And you know, international is very different. People in the United States love American football. People inter- people internationally, not as much. People internationally love soccer. I mean they love soccer.
0: They call it football need- themselves. <laughs> that's, that's a big yeah, difference. That, that, that,
1: that's that's their Super Bowl. The World Cup is bigger to them than their Super Bowl. In the US, we're growing. So it's really understanding who is popular in what markets. An artist announced is a European tour and a US tour. Where should we make our investment? Where are they bigger? When's the last time they've been to Europe? When's the last time they've toured in the United States? How many many shows are they playing? Are they, excuse me, are their ticket prices different in the United States than they are in Europe? Is it worth it? on a staff perspective to say okay we want to get up and you know, we want to work this event in Europe but then we also have a big day in the United States okay how am i how am i going to prepare my day how am i going to divide the people who work under me if i have them at 3 in the morning are they going to be a are, who's going to be as sharp at 3 in the afternoon how do i divide people do you let people go into the office or do people work from home so they can get that you know quick nap and and be as refocus and re-energize for later in the day there's a lot of things that even on a just a pure ticketing and business perspective that you know that that goes into it keeping people fresh keeping people motivated i mean the majority of people do not want to start at three or four in the morning when it's pitch dark outside but how do you convince people to to buy into the goal and you know it all stems down from leadership if leadership believes in the goal then it's you know it's easier for you know people who you know work you know with you in the company to to start believing it and then they get more confident they become leaders themselves and we've i've been uh the the president of, of global sales now for roughly five months and it's been a it's been a it's been a whirlwind of experience and i've really learned a lot doing business with people who work internationally is completely different than and people who work, you know, who do business in the U.S. And, you know, some pros internationally, some pros in the U.S. Some things interna- in the U.S., you can start it at 12 o'clock, and by 12.10, you know, the business can be done. Some things internationally, they take a lot longer, but you really get to know the person you're working with. Uh, the vacation hours are different. In the U.S., if someone says they're on vacation, most of the time you can still send them a text. In you know in, <laughs> in Europe, your in in no, Europe, if you're line. on vacation, you are on vacation. Again, pros and cons, depends how you look at it. And it's been an amazing learning experience. And I'm excited to, you know, I now feel that what I've learned so far in this role, I can apply to to anything. And in a, in a, most importantly, it allows me to come on this show and, and really speak from from my experience and, and, you know, for people in your audience who... Are maybe debating if they want to work internationally. You really learn a lot, and I highly do, and I really do recommend
0: it. Evan, I mean, what you're referring to is, is adaptability again, you know, in terms of logistics and stuff, and adjusting and learning about how the other, you know, the other, you know, part of the world operates, and and meeting that demand and and being able to 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 make it work. I mean, again, you have again constantly. Evolving and 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 learning different tricks, you know, to continue to maintain, you know, and everything. Now, I now talking about Europe. You go to, I don't know, the Middle East. You go to Asia. You go to Australia. It's going to be even another, you know, realm, different, you know, thoughtful, you know. And you're, you, I love what you said. In Europe, vacation is is taboo. You don't. Talk. <laughs> they they unionize for the most part. You you do not talk to someone. I'm off the clock. They go, yeah. they go to lunch. You know, they're not going to respond to you know to their phone when they're having a, a good meal during the day or having a siesta. And,
1: and it's different, and, and you and you have to know that because you'll be viewed as disrespectful, and you may lose the business. And while you know you've been trained, or you know you you know for people who have been trained, you stay on someone, which is right. You want to stay on people, but in in a different country, if you maybe message someone too often while they're on vacation, you might be viewed as rude and too aggressive. So you need to, you need to understand the boundaries. You need to do research. You need to, you know, you really need to understand in different countries, how different businesses work. And as it all comes down to adapt, adapt to the way they work.
0: Uh, I I love it. I'll go ahead. Sorry.
1: No, I, I, that was, I was just going to say adapt, if you adapt to the way that they work and, you know, if you get up and, and are willing and people will respect you. Like I know when we get up early at three o'clock in the morning, we get a type of respect that says we're ready to work.
0: Oh, no. That, well, again, you're right. And, but but I, I love that, too, because, y- you know, you're logistically working the team into different things and making sure that, you know, there's a, there's an early shift team. There's a late team. You know, there's a U.S. team. There's that. And you, you select the people based on their And the flexibility, even the the thought that, you know, would they rather work at home and be more comfortable to deliver more? You know, that's all adjusting to the times and the need, you know, because there are companies that still live in the past. Like, you know, you still got to go to the office and show up and this and that, the other. And the the future company is already way gone. I mean, unlimited PTO, we just need performance. You get the job (laughs) done. That's all I care, right? And so, so, uh, you know, adjustments to the new start, to the new wave, to the new way, is a big deal and and again uh you as as a leader you're seeing that you you talked about how the the leadership vision you know uh, goes down to the team and 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 the team's got to buy into the vision so if there is none of that that is exchanged to the team nothing works your whole success is not just about you it's about everybody aligned together towards the same common goal and you're doing it so that's that's actually powerful stuff and again, anyone that's out there that either running a business or leading a team, you have to 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 start really seeing these things for well, you. Well, I think a
1: very powerful thing that that I try to say to, to people who work for me, and I, I truly do mean, especially when you know when we were a key investor group and there was only five people, we used to do everything. And I tell people who work for me, there's nothing that I have never that I will ask someone to do that I have not done myself. And I think when people know that. And I've I've heard Dave Grutman say the same thing that he was a dishwasher. So if his dishwasher thinks he's going to quit, he'll get back there and do it if he needs to. And you know, it's it's a message that I, I learned him say that I've applied and you know kind of shifted the quote to to make it an an Evan Salmon original. But you know, I, I won't ask anyone to do something that I that I've never done myself. And I feel that if people know that you know you're willing to do it. And, you know, they'll have the respect to say, okay, if, he, if he'll do it, I'll do it. If she'll do it, I'll do it. And I, it, go, it really does go a long way.
0: Oh, it does. And, you know, it's funny you said that because I, I actually applied the same concept. I mean, in my world, spe- specifically, and I can talk about the media, but I'll, I'll talk about the insurance and, and my space for the last 30 years. I've done almost every role on the onset that actually I was able to to lead in, in time and from, and, you know, from the, the entry point to the highest point, I've been there and I can do the functions. I know exactly what it is, And I'm still constantly learning about it because you always have to be ahead and be able to do that. And you can also relate to these roles because that's the other thing. You know what it takes to do that. Yeah. As opposed to like, you know, hey, I want you to do this. Like, well, that's not, we can't do it. It's not. how what would you know right you know but if someone tells me that i'm like well hold on hold that thought (laughs) let's talk because because you know i i i can i can do it and probably even better i don't know but you know i want you to do it better than me but the idea is that it's different if you know the work now you don't always know everything that's the other thing we've been in some roles but those roles evolve in time and there's more stuff today the idea is you get the right people in the right you know, role as well, but it makes a difference. But that's the thing, being a leader, you have to adjust, you have to adapt, you have, there's coaching, there's training, there's mentoring also that takes place to get these people to really, the, and, and, you know, the example you said, well, the dishwasher quits. Well, guess what? They might not even quit if the environment is righteous, right? You know, yes. if you really make it like, you know, they believe in that role and they know that as much of that role may be small, it is a, pe- a big piece, a piece of the big puzzle. You miss that role everything crumbles. Well, and I that's think, the
1: thing. And, I, and I'm sorry to cut you up, but I view I've always viewed myself as a leader as almost the, you know, American you're innocent till till proven guilty. If if you're hired for a role, I believe that you will do your role to mm-hmm. the best of your ability and I don't need to check up checking on you. And I always come in with that that's my thought and not let me micromanage you until I know that you're good enough. I look at it as If you're on our pricing team, if you're on our delivery team, you know, if you're customer service, I believe that you are going to do your job to the best of your ability and until I have a reason to prove otherwise. And that's been a very successful leadership tactic to me. I believe it has allowed people who, who have worked under me to really respect me as a leader. And it's allowed me to, you know, in my own business to rise up and in this business to to, to get a promotion and, and keep growing personally and and hit new sales numbers. And especially as, as Key Investor Group, as we expand our business internationally, there's less that I'm, I'm able to oversee. Sometimes my focuses are elsewhere and I need to rely on the people who who work for me to do it. And, you know, a part of being a good salesperson is, you know, being able to hire, hire great, especially if you're going to work for a big company. And, you know, at Key invest Group, we have amazing people, up and down who who work for us and you know as as a leader less about sales more about leadership but you know as a leader you know i've i have full trust in the people who who work for me to be able to to accomplish everything that they say and they've done so so far and it's allowed us to to just keep growing and you know it's allowed everyone to to expand their roles and help me learn so much
0: I love what you said. I mean, you know, the micromanaging concept is an old school concept that barely works. I mean, it used to be the way. That's like, you know, uh, it, it cannot work today in, in any way, fashion, at least that's in my opinion. What it is, as I love what you said, is that you are great. You're hired in the role. That means you're already, the fact that you're hired, you already, we know that you can do the job. Now the question, you know, we believe in you unless you tell us that you're not the right candidate and that's a different story. But But basically you're, you're good until you tell us that you're not good to show us. You're not good. Yes. <laughs> you know, which yes. in, in, in most of the play, the time is not going to happen. So, and if it does happen, you're, you were not the one that just like pushing, pushing the buttons for no reason. You know, the person has to give you a reason why. they. And, yes, and
1: you'll, and, and you'll be able, you'll be able to tell right away because that person might not want to be there. And, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. they'll, you know, maybe they'll make excuses of not coming in or they'll see why, uh, you know, you'll be able you'll be able to tell that right away. But for the for the people who for the people who want to be there, you know they'll they'll be so happy. And if and if you're a leader and they believe in you and you know and they and they buy into the mission, then you know everything everything's going to go according to plan.
0: Well, you you also said you need to know how to you know attract the right talent and hire the right talent, and that's that's the other thing. I mean, you don't have to do the the extra work later on if you do the right work up front. You won't have to worry about that. And you'll have the right people on the bus or the train, you know, so that makes, you know, a whole different story. So, so, you know, Evan, uh, quick question. I mean, you've been an entrepreneur, you've been a leader. Uh, what would you give as advice to younger, uh, upcoming entrepreneurs or like just, you know, new leaders? What would be some of the advice you would share with them? Today?
1: I think the first, I think the first piece of advice that I would give is find your passion early. And when you're younger, take chances on finding something. You know, a lot of people I hear, you know, even throughout school, oh, this isn't, you know, I, I, why am I taking this? I don't, I'm not studying this. I, I don't believe in this, but you know what? Just, you know, open, open your eyes. Have curiosity while you're young. I never would have thought I would have ended up in the ticketing and entertainment space. I didn't know anything about it in high school. But luckily I found it in college and it was, it was, it's been a blessing to me. I didn't know anything about the food space. And, you know, luckily I found myself in that space. So, you know, really open your eyes. If you're young, research different professions. If you can take, you know, when you're in high school or middle school, if you can just take, you know, even entry level positions just to see if something piques your interest, you never know what that entry level position is going to lead to. So, you know, Keep, you know, be curious. Take take chances on stuff, especially when you're younger, because if it doesn't work, you'll be able to tell quickly and move on to something else. But you never know what's gonna, you know, you never know what's gonna spark your interest.
0: And, and that's right. And and you know, in life, you will be going through different changes. I mean, again, I've done many things, you know, in parallel and you know, I still do different things, and you'll find different things that but they're all tied around my personality and what i I'm, I'm really enjoying so so you'll find that but i love that advice that you know find your passion discover things be adventurous and test things out i mean you know it's a like it's like food right if you don't taste it yeah. you're never gonna know how good it is or you know if it's bad you're gonna test it ugh, but whatever but but it, you might be surprised what the taste is right and then you're like oh my god I love.
1: And, and you hear stories and you know you, you hear people who say oh you know when i was five years old, I discovered this and I knew I wanted to be this for the rest of my life. And that's great. You know, that's, that's the dream, but there's maybe 1% of people who are like that, uh-huh. you know, for other people, you know, you try something and I bet you, if you ask a lot of people the careers that they're in now, you know, they maybe didn't know it at a young age. So, you know, when you're younger, try things out. If, even if, you know, even if you're older and someone asks you to go to something, or if it's a hobby, you know, give it a whirl. You never know what's going to, you know, you never know what's going to spark
0: your interest. I can tell you, Evan. I, you know, when I get a lot of solicitations left and right about opportunities, I don't turn opportunities down. Tell me about it. Tell me more. I yeah. learn about it. I see it. You know, um, I don't see myself into it. You know, but but I don't just close the door before knowing what what what's in it. Maybe there is an opportunity. Once I discover it, and if it's not you know aligned, then then what's the big deal? You didn't lose anything. Actually, what you learned is what it is, what it does, how it works. So you learn a few tricks you might even apply in your life. <laughs> it's always one win. You know, but research
1: and we we always say too, research is free. And you know well and, and and we look at it too like someone will say, Who's this artist? I don't I don't know this artist, dude. Isn't this game you know, what did this game do last year? Research it. It's free. Look it. You know, if someone presents you with an opportunity or sends you something, look at it. You you never know what you never know what's gonna spark your interest. And in, if all you lose is a little bit of time, that's okay.
0: True story. You know, when I talked to you about the school, right? The real estate. So so we actually went to that school to get a license, my partner and I, and we got a license. And then one day we had we had our, our business, you know, and one of the components was real estate. So we were looking for space. We had our own, but we wanted a location. So I was like, okay, why, why don't we go to that school that we actually took the class a few years back and see if they can give us hourly, you know, time. So we go there and as the discussion, you know, uh, I said, hey, well, maybe we can become partners. And the guy said, yes, you can become partners. And we actually became partners, you know, in the school. And eventually he retired and we took over the business. So, you know, I mean, it's that simple, folks. You, you never ask the question, you know, not, you would never know what doors is going to open and what's behind that door. Uh, it, it's like amazing. It's like deal or no deal, whatever those things. You yeah. <laughs> I mean, you,
1: you never, you never, you never know what's going to be. In, you never know what's going to be in the briefcase. And and my thing too, someone. And when I was 15, I went to, my dad took me to my first ever concert and it just it opened my eyes. And then 19, someone asked me to go to an electronic house music show and I didn't even really know what it was, but I went in it. Those two events changed my life forever. And I'll I'll be eternally grateful that I went to both of those shows and it would have been easier to have said no. They were both, you know, they were both during the week. Could have easily have said no, something could have happened, but I took the chance at I took the chance at that opportunity and as I just said I'm, I'm forever grateful.
0: Well, Evan, I know we've exceeded the hour. Well, first of all, thank you. And but I wanted to just ask you like I know, you know, we talked about all the the stuff that can happen, but I'm sure things sometimes get bumpy. Now we kind of you covered around let's say the 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 pandemic time. But what would you tell people that that try to find reasons why things may not work and and objections on their own? Uh, as you know, what would you tell people like, you know, if if this is not an easy task right being in business is not easy no nothing is easy but what do you th- what advice would you tell people you know to stop thinking that things are not going to work or think bad about things uh, what would be that advice
1: you, you, you have to stay resilient and it's easy to get down on yourself especially when when people you know whether you're in sales and you have a couple calls and people haven't gone back to you but remember why you're chasing your goal always come back to that no matter what it is, remember why you started. Remember the goal you're chasing. And when you're down on something, just remember that. Remember why you started and remember what you're trying to accomplish. And someone doesn't respond. Someone says, no, just a little bump in the road. Just keep going. Uh, failure is only failure when you quit. And if you, if you keep going, you, you will, you'll eventually accomplish what you want to.
0: Listen, folks, I mean it's golden advice. You, you take it to the bank, it, it it's real stuff. It works. I can tell you it works. You know, everyone can tell you it works. And if you hear anybody that's been in business uh in a success story out there, you will hear the same concept. You know, they never give up. They you know, they, they don't fail because they don't give up, they just keep at it. Objections, hurdles, barriers, whatever you want to call them, they're gonna come through. There's nothing that's gonna be so smooth, and it's like, oh, it's easy. You're gonna to have to deal with different things, changes that the other. The key here is if you really believe in it. To your point, Evan, know why you're doing it in the first place. The rest is history. So um, that's about it. Well, listen, Evan, we're we're exceed our Hour, and it's a, it's been great. I enjoyed this this exchange and the discussion. Um, so uh, that's it. You know, uh, any last words before we close?
1: No, uh, I thank you. Thank you for having me. If anyone wants to reach out to me. You can always send me an email. My email is evan, my last name s a m e t, 811 at gmail.com. Anyone who has any questions or comments, please feel free to send me an email. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. And uh, that's all I got.
0: Uh, You're on LinkedIn, uh, you know, so people can also. Yeah, you
1: can can also message me on LinkedIn or connect with me. It's just my first name, evan, my last name, s a m e t. And you want to reach out to me via LinkedIn. You want to reach out to me via email. Uh, however, I'd like—I'd love to hear from anyone. Anyone who has any questions, comments, uh, I'd be—I'd be happy to happy to hear from you.
0: And anyway, if you want tickets, we can still do that through you, right? Uh, you can always, you can always
1: come to me. You can always come to me for tickets too. Oh.
0: Uh, all right. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, sometimes people want to get the the ends of what's up in and get some good spots. because you know sometimes you can't even find tickets, right? I mean, it's it's very. Yeah, I mean, it, though- it
1: it it's hard. You you have to uh, you have to stay ahead and you, know, you have to know what you want early because you know when if you realize you want it too late, then everyone else is you know everyone else has gotten it and and it's sold out.
0: Uh, Listen, you got an end, folks. If you you want your (laughs) stuff, you know where to go now. So that's about it. Evan, thank you so much for being with us, man. I appreciate it.
1: Hey, thank you for having me. I really do appreciate it.
0: No worries, man. Well, folks, there you have it. We had some fun. We've learned quite a bit. And now if you like entertainment or football or any sports in Europe, everywhere, whatever they are, You know, Evan can make a difference there. So I'm American H. I hope you enjoyed this episode of, uh, you know, our shows here. And we'll be talking soon. New day, new show on topic. Bye for now.